0: comes louder he's one-on-one with Hemsley and Hemsley blocks it Mitchell spins on child's hand one Cal up top Shepard Shepard was asking for it for three oh. he dropped the he was petting well
1: Watson and a foul this is a clinic this is Aztec basketball
0: Aztec Nation coming to you from Phoenix, Arizona. This is the Aztec Breakdown Podcast. I am hosting today Austin. You can find me on Twitter at It's Austin Bolton and you have my wife Carly. You can find her on Twitter at Car, Car McGee. It is Sunday morning here. Uh, we did not record right after the game last night which was super disappointing. Uh, couldn't quite get into our room right away so we just kind of palled around uh, downtown Phoenix um, but just super disappointing day. I don't know.
1: Yeah, it was a bummer. Um, you know, I think just game aside, the whole experience here was a little underwhelming. Um, Aztecs traveled okay, I feel like. Yeah, um, Aztecs traveled pretty good. We were at the Footprint Center, so, you know, with Phoenix Suns play here, that place was empty.
0: Um, it, was, it was intimate. It was intimate, but in a way different way than Maui was intimate, right? Like, everybody was within the first handful of rows. Uh, you could hear everything just because there was nobody in there, and... um I don't know. Cool spot, though. I mean, the Footport Center is very nice. Nicer than Staples Center.
1: Yeah, it was nice. It was weird. It was, you know, a strange game day experience. A lot of the concessions were closed. Um, You know, they had a few things open, but it was definitely, like, scaled-down version of... Um, you know, we were the first game of a, of a doubleheader, and maybe that had something to do with it. I yeah, think maybe the, maybe
0: don't have the game at 1 o'clock. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Just, just, just going out on a limb, maybe don't have the game at 1 o'clock.
1: Yeah, that was inconvenient, to say the least, for us. We booked our uh, flights long before the game times were announced, and we were cutting it a little bit close. We landed um, here at like 10 past 12 uh noon mountain time and just really had to like hustle
0: luckily our luckily our hotel is right next to the footprint center i'm literally looking at it right now as we're recording so we were able just to check our bags and then and to walk over there so we still had plenty of time but just it's definitely wasn't maui that's for sure but um interesting enough and uh you know just just not the outcome that we wanted
1: no, I was, it's funny, I know that the teal unis are a little controversial, but I had seen a stat, I think um, Ziegler posted on Twitter that morning, that we were 9-0 and and wearing them, so I was kind of like, alright, let's do this, like, let's win some people over, because I personally am a fan, um, but yeah, definitely not the game outcome we wanted. I think we talked a little bit yesterday about how, you know, we've beat them the last two years in this match, in the neutral site matchups. Um,
0: they were definitely due a game after we banked them, what was it, two years ago during COVID. Yeah. And then last year in the same events we beat them it was I don't I think it was like twelve or something, but we we owned that game pretty much the entire time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This was, you know, kind of that punch back. And, you know, I think one vibe from this season that I've been noticing is we're just, you know, we're a target. We're everybody's target. And, you know, double that for St. Mary's, you know, wanting some payback.
0: We, we also don't take other teams' punches very well. Like when they <laughs> punch us in the face, like we don't we don't respond to that particularly well and that we know I noticed that again last night um they just or yesterday afternoon it, they just when the going gets tough it just gets like super chaotic out there and they just if they don't they don't handle it too They don't handle it too well.
1: I'll counter you only slightly because they climb back up the mountain, but they just can't get over the hill. Like, you know, Parrish tied the game at the buzzer at halftime. That was thrilling. You know, it felt similar to that comeback digging out of a hole during the Arizona game where you got all this momentum. You go into halftime feeling really good. And I thought we'd be coming back out, you know, ready to roll and we just couldn't couldn't keep that. We couldn't carry that into the second half, and and that's been a real uh, bummer for me.
0: Yeah, I, you know, I mentioned this on Twitter after the game last night. I was, you know, in my feelings a little bit, but, you know, I, I don't think the coaching was particularly good in that game. And I know that Dutch kind of deflected that question in his press conference, which is, not great. Um, but I thought, last night, I thought I thought he got out coached pretty bad
1: yeah i mean saint mary's clearly came in with a game plan and they executed it and that's the difference i mean we knew what we needed to do to beat them but we just didn't execute and they did i mean you know their defense is incredible and they made their shots
0: yeah they again we cannot handle height and this is this is a trend usc last year michigan last year uh creighton in the ncaa tournament arizona arkansas saint mary's we just we we get really stagnant on offense because we're afraid to make passes or they're they're blocking all of the entry passes or whatever it may be and but their the the length is just killing us and we we don't seem to have a counter to it and that's on the coaching staff to come up with something that that works against the length
1: well and i think the other kind of residual outcome of that is those games against tall players are when nate gets in foul trouble and he's stayed out of foul trouble in some games and those have been games that we've won and some of these really tough losses have been the ones where it's a tall team he battles but the foul trouble comes and you know he's statistically our best player on the court as trone posted earlier this week and we cannot win these games without him. We can't have him playing eighteen minutes.
0: Yeah, no, that's it. Can it's funny though because he he in the past really shut down great players. I mean, you think of the nineteen twenty season. He shut down Luca Garza. He was the national player of the year. I, you know the Utah big men that season. He shut him down. I don't I don't know what it is that he's just is he is he maybe a little overconfident where he's kind of like jumping jumping and biting on fakes trying to get blocked. I, I don't necessarily know what it is, but got it Nate's got to stay out of foul trouble moving forward. Definitely. All right, so just going to kind of go through the box score just to go through some of the players here just real briefly. Uh Kashad Johnson played 20 minutes. He was 5 for 6 from the field, 1 of 2 from 3 and he made his free throw. He had four rebounds um and he was a team leading plus 3 on the plus minus. I thought Kashad played was playing well. I don't I don't know why he wasn't in at the end of the game. I it boggles my mind. I don't I don't understand he why he doesn't get more minutes. I think, I mean, he's been maligned by some, you know, kind of within Aztec Twitter and online, but I thought he was great last night. He plays good defense. He had an awesome dunk. He, when he gets a big dunk, it really just like changes the momentum and he's a real momentum changer. And I just don't, I don't think he gets enough minutes personally.
1: Yeah, he was kind of the only person having some success penetrating to get to the hoop too. And that was one thing that I was also wondering, why is he not playing? You know, people gave him a real hard time after the last game, uh, but I think he definitely was one of those people that had caught a little bit of the flu uh, that had been going around. So I don't know if there was minutes management going on, you know, for some of these guys that were either coming off of an illness or, you know, I think Trammell mentioned in one of the recent press conferences that, you know, almost every player on the team is nursing some sort of, you know, minor injuries and you know, what what part of that factors in, I'm not sure, but I would have loved to see him play more.
0: Yeah. Uh, next on the box score is Nathan Mensah. He played 18 minutes. Like we said, he fouled out two for four from the field. He had uh, four points, four rebounds. Uh, you know, we needed him in the game. He, he didn't play enough. Um, and that's, you know, to his own, you know, kind of fortunes on the foul trouble stuff. Um We just got to,
1: we can't let this become our Achilles' heels where teams scout this and know that like all they got to do is get him in foul trouble and we'll fall apart. So that's worrisome um, and hopefully something they can focus on moving forward.
0: Yeah. Next on the box score is Lamont Butler played 30 30 minutes, three for seven from the field, 0 for one from three, five from eight from the free throw line. Got the free throw line a bunch. That's good. Yeah. had two assists, no turnovers, which is nice. Eleven points. He was a plus. His plus-minus was positive two. I Thought he had a good game. Um, he did get to the bucket a couple times and kind of missed him at the at the hoop, um, which is nothing new. I mean, he's definitely gotten better about that this year. I would say. I, I thought he. I thought he played pretty good. Um, he, you know, his defense is excellent, um, as always. Yeah, not too much to say about Lamont other than I thought it was a pretty typical Lamont game.
1: Yeah, I thought it was a good game for him, and again, you know, would love to see a little more point production out of him. You know, some three point shots, but uh, just that didn't happen for anybody yesterday. So,
0: yeah. Uh, next on the box score, Darian Tramel played 27 minutes, three for 11 from the field, one for four from three. Uh, he had four assists, two turnovers. His plus minus was minus eight, which was second worst on the team. He struggled. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty brutal. I mean, at the end there when we needed a three to just have a miracle chance, he takes it in the lane and turns it over like that's just that's not going to cut it. And I like Darian. I think he's I think he's a good player. Uh, but that was it was it it was hard to watch last night. It was not I you know, he, he probably knows it more than anybody. Uh, but it was a it was a tough watch for Darian Tramell last night.
1: Yeah, he, he played his ass off, but I think, you know, he tried too hard to be the hero when he, you know, one thing I've liked about him this whole season is that when he makes a mistake, he's always hustled to try to redeem himself. You know, there was, I think it was in uh, the Troy game, he missed a an open look, and then he got that kind of really significant steal. Um, that happens for him sometimes, but last night he needed to not be the hero because he was, you know, the shots weren't falling, and I felt like he was trying to do it himself. I think he was trying to redeem himself, but then it just kind of kept digging the hole.
0: He he just, he's against tall teams. He's going to struggle. Like he just had these follow away, you know, he's shooting these fall away mid-range jumpers that he's having to shoot these gigantic rainbows on. And like, that's a hard shot. Like that's, you know, that is a, that is a hard shot. And, you know, that's not the game, you know, we needed him to play you know in that moment of just you know against these lengthy teams
1: right i mean again a top 10 defense that it showed up um so it's not surprising that he struggled but even even little things like the you know the 5 seconds call you know not being able to inbound the ball like we we've got to execute some of this stuff better and you know darian's a leader on this team this year and so he's got to be kind of in the front, forefront of that
0: yeah all right, next on the box score is Matt Bradley, 29 minutes, four for 13 from the field, five for five from the free throw line, 13 points. Um, he had no assists, three turnovers. That's pretty rough. Um, not the most efficient night for, for Bradley. You want him to have more points than shots taken, but he was right there even. Um, you know, he was trying to facilitate early, but the length the length got to him, and then he it just reverted back to what what he was last year, which was trying to play iso ball. Um, get shots up I mean he took some pretty 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 bad shots last night that were just not what we what we want we want the ball to move around we don't want the ball to stick so much and against these like I'm just gonna keep beating it into the ground like against these lengthy teams the ball sticks and we're just not getting any movement and it it, it affects the effic- it affects his efficiency most often I mean he the last couple of games where he seemed to found found his niche, being a facilitator kind of opening up the rest of his game that did not happen tonight
1: yeah every pass that we had against the St. Mary's defense looked dangerous you know it was it was nerve wracking and it's really just tough when your leading scorer is a guy who still had a bad night so statistically you know he wasn't playing great but he had the most points on our team so that's just not a recipe
0: for a win yeah I think we there was there needs to be more screen screen off ball screens screen the screener kind of stuff where it we're Loosening up our offense to get freer passes. I don't think we're we're doing enough off ball screens. I'd have to go back and look at the tape to specifically see it, but that's just what it feels like because it's so hard, you know, to get these passes uh, into you know around the team. Yeah. All right. Next on the box score here is Adam Seco, 16 minutes, 0 for two. He was minus four, plus minus. Uh, He had a couple that he should have taken, and he just didn't and he again played excellent defense when we needed it um but he's got to – maybe he's just not comfortable with it but there's some that he just needs to like let it fly
1: yeah i don't know how much leash he has but you know i wanted to see him take shots he should have more and... he
0: should have the biggest leash when it comes to three point he's easily the best three point shooter so he needs you know i don't know if they need to be in his ear just like let let him fly a little bit more but um when we needed a jump shot him only having two is not is not his role. He yeah. needs to take more than that.
1: Yeah, that was not not the
0: best night for Adam. Um next on the box score, Jaden ledee played 18 minutes, 2 for 4 from the field, had 8 rebounds, which was excellent. Um 4 points, did have two turnovers, minus 6 on the box score. I think that's unrepresentative of how he played. I thought he played pretty good. Um the 8 rebounds was great. He he showed a lot more fight um down low. You know, more we're, we're more to come on Jaden. We're going to we're we're going to talk about him a little bit later, but I thought he played better, but I you know, We'll, we'll get to it here in a few.
1: I will say, I think one of those turnovers he was credited with was definitely a foul. Um, but I, I was actually really impressed with his rebounding. I felt like he showed a little um, just more spark. He, he hustles, but uh, it was nice to see him get some stat, some positive stats there. Um, you know, and like Austin said, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more.
0: Yeah. Uh, Micah Parrish next on the box score. Uh, one for four, one for two from three, which his one-three make was a heave at the end of the first half. Uh, he played 18 minutes, minus seven plus minus. You know, he was great in Maui. He's kind of he's kind of fallen off a little bit here in the last couple games. Um, not sure what why that is necessarily, but you know, I still think he should be getting a lot more playing time, maybe even starting.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's tough when a guy that has been the surprise of the season has a night like that. Um, you know, the banking shot at halftime gave us some great spark and energy and that was an awesome moment for him but that can't be your only field goal um so you know some work to do he did, he
0: did take four shots he did get a couple looks and he had a really nice drive that i don't think he finished on
1: um oh he got fouled on that yeah yeah
0: and so i mean he's he's still a great player he's very long like i i don't know if we're necessarily u- utilizing him in, an, in the most efficient and effective way Anyways, uh, next on the box score is Gwaka Rope, AG, 21 minutes. Uh, he was a Timor's minus 10. Uh, he, it seems like, I'm not sure why that minus 10, it didn't seem indicative of his play, but I think the most concerning thing about it, that game for AG is the fact that he spent the last 15 minutes of that game with the trainers on the side and he definitely wasn't coming back in.
1: Yeah, no, that was concerning to see. I'd, um, you know, and I think one of these, uh, Things that kind of factors into his plus-minus is probably those moments when he's not playing with Nate, when it's like Ledean and a rope in. You know, I think those are times when the team struggles a little bit, and you know that is I think a factor here.
0: Okay, so just a couple notes: uh, the Aztecs were three for fifteen from three. So if you take away uh, Parrish's three at the buzzer at the end of the half, they were two for fourteen. They are now a whopping 334th in the country in three-point shooting. I, I'm not necessarily overly worried yet. I think we're going to definitely come back to the mean a little bit here and have a couple good nights shooting. Um, I, I don't think it can be that bad. We have two good a shooters for that. But it is very concerning.
1: Yeah, it's tough when, you know, we have these consistently bad shooting nights. I mean, it just really – it gives teams a lot to know that they can shut down something that simple and we will struggle. So uh, hopefully they get it figured out. Like Austin said, there's some great shooters on this team. They just need to find their rhythm. Um,
0: I feel bad for Kennesaw State. This could be a game where they kind of come back to the mean a little bit and get on fire and kind of bump those numbers up because it's definitely – on the low end of their variance, and they're definitely more capable than what their percentages are to this point.
1: Yeah, no, I hope that's a confidence builder game. I mean, I think back to a little bit to that UC Irvine game, which we thought would be the same way coming off of the Maui disappointments, and, and that was a tougher game. But, you know, I think these guys need a game to just kind of relax a little and and try to get some shots off and try to get some time playing together.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's a good stretch of the season. So this game on Monday, the 12th, After that point, they only have two games in the next 16 days. So they'll play a week later on Tuesday, December 20th, and then another eight days later on December 28th when the conference season starts. So, uh, you know, we're going to talk about some changes we'd like to see. There's definitely not going to be changes on Monday. It's too short a time Mm -hmm. frame. But I think we could see some pretty significant changes if they were to make any uh, between the t- Monday the twelfth and Tuesday the twentieth, because there's eight full days off. I know the guys have finals during that time, but I think if they were going to really look at any changes, it won't be Monday, but it, it would be Tuesday the twentieth.
1: Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, and hopefully, you know, that also lends well to getting a little bit healthier. So, um, hopefully, this is our stretch to kind of ramp up for that conference.
0: Yeah, it's it's go time. I mean, we have two. There's two undefeated teams in the Mountain West: in Utah State and UNLV. UNLV beat Washington State last night, so you know they seem like they're they're coming up. And uh, you know that game on the thirty first is pretty gigantic in Vegas. Like we, that's a game that that the Aztecs need to win. Absolutely. Okay, so kind of just moving on from the disappointment that is the St. Mary's game, uh, we wanted to come up with a couple things each that we would like to see changes kind of going forward for the rest of the season. So, Carla, you want to kick us off with something you'd like to see?
1: Yeah, we teased this. Obviously, we went through the box score, but I just feel like we have got to figure out – the co- this is on the coaches. We've got to figure out how to play to Lede's strengths. You know, I said last night to Austin, like, he's got to be the Yanni. You know, Yanni Wetzel came in and surprised everybody with how effective he was in that role, and I think Ladie has all the ingredients to be that same playmaker – um, they just have to set him up for success. I mean, you know, and he obviously will play a role in that too. He's got to make some shots. He's got to play tough. But I think the coaches could really set him up better to find some rhythm there.
0: I mean, they're just not doing it. It's the, the, the position that they're asking him to play. And this is to your point exactly. The coach is not putting him in, a, in his best positions to be effective. They put him on the block. And then Nate or AG is doing the dribble handoff pick at the top and those guys are completely sagging off of them. And it's basically, they're going down and doubling Ladie on the block, and he can't get anything down there. They're not playing to his strengths. I posted a video on Twitter of Yanni Wetzel's highlights from the 2019-20 season. There's no reason why Jaden Ladie is not playing in the same exact way, where he's in the post, he's up top. They're, they're using him as, like, the queen piece on a chessboard where they could move him pretty much anywhere. And even that was... You know, there are highlights on there from even before Nate's illness or his the, whatever happened with Nathan that season. Um, and there were, the floor was still spread. The offense was more fluid. And they are not utilizing him in the same way that they used Yanni Wetzel. And that is a gigantic mistake.
1: Yeah. You know, and I know that a lot of us fans were so hyped on Jaden and we wanted to see him come out and immediately make this huge impact. You know, and he's shown sparks of that. But the reality is... The coaches have to commit to setting him up for success. I mean, and if it takes a little runway and it takes him a little time to find his rhythm, I think that the upside potential is worth grinding with him a little bit more. I feel like he doesn't get to grind out some of those moments that build his confidence, that get him used to playing with these guys in game experiences. Um, And we have to invest a little more time in getting him comfortable.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that goes kind of into my first thing I'd like to see changed is uh, I think they sub too much. I think the Aztecs sub too much. It's uh, they're deep and they can still utilize the depth, but the first sub comes in before the 16 minute timeout, media timeout. And I think they just need to let these guys play a little bit more. I think that's to your point with Jaden They He goes in and out, in and out. Same with Kashad. Same with some of these guys that they're just kind of in and out and they never get into a rhythm. I would much rather see... The starters or that first group you know play until the 12 minutes play until 13 minutes and then maybe make a bigger wholesale change like we were doing at the beginning of the season where then that group gets a little bit more leeway and a little bit more run and a little bit more into the game and then from that point the coaches will have a much better understanding of who's on who's not and then adjust from that point but We are subbing way too much, and nobody's able to get in a rhythm.
1: Yeah, the rhythm thing, I think, is a real challenge. You know, of course, when we had our starters going, you know, like, scoring five points in ten minutes, that's not the kind of scenario we want to let them ride with. But, like, last night, it felt like the starters got off to a really great jump, and they were playing well together, and then Matt Bradley you know, was subbed for, I think at the 16 minute mark. And and it was, I don't know what's factoring in again, like I touched on earlier with like, you know, small injuries or illness, but like, I was like, why are they taking him out? Like they looked like they were clicking.
0: Yeah. There it's just, there's no rhythm a lot of the time. And it just, it showed it's, it showed its head again last night. There was no rhythm, no continuity. I know Dutch harps on the continuity part all the time, but you know, going back to the coaching part of this, they sub immediately i mean they subbed before the first media timeout and you want to create a little continuity like let those guys play a little bit longer you can use your depth still but just let them play longer stretches
1: yeah you know they want to play connected but you can't connect if you keep throwing a new wrench into the to the lineup um so I, i think that's a good point austin
0: all right, what's, up, what's next that you'd like to see changed? Well,
1: you know, I don't know that it's a change more so as it is just some – we need some luck. I mean, some of these shots just need to fall. I think we need our strength of schedule to hold. I think we need to stay healthy. And those, to me, are all things that can really factor into a team season. And it's some of it's somewhat out of our control. But that's just something – like, I'm hoping we get a stretch of luck. I'm hoping we get some good shooting nights. I'm hoping we stay healthy. Um I'll touch on some of the top 25 games that that went down yesterday, but, you know, BYU had a good win against Creighton. You know, some of those teams that we've played early, like we need them to keep winning to make us look good, and that's the stuff that's going to really factor in on our resume down in the stretch in March. And definitely stop
0: losing to Utah Valley State. That'd be a nice start, too.
1: <laughs> yeah, thanks a lot, BYU, for that um,
0: one. Yeah, I, you know... I think the the break that the, the guys are getting doesn't couldn't come at a better time. It's like a bye week in football. Like they the team looks beat up. Matt Bradley, like I was very concerned about how Matt Bradley was kind of limping around at the end of that game last night. Um, he was limping at the end of the game before, I think, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, they, they need they need a break. They need a bye week, and you know they need they gotta start hitting some shots. They gotta you know these shots gotta start going in. I think last night aside. Most of the time, I think we've been getting pretty good shots, especially threes they just weren't falling. last night's threes were garbage. They were ISO ball chuckers. Last night was not indicative of the good shots I think they've gotten this season. Um, you know, credit to Saint. Mary's though I mean, all respect to Saint Mary's like that is a good basketball team, and they imposed themselves on the Aztecs, and it showed yeah, you know at the end of the day, we still held them to 68 so you know they just their defense was very good and you know all the credit to them. Good for them. They're they're a good team. You know, until we get the call up to the big leagues, we want the St. Mary's of the world to be good. And uh it, it's 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 nice that they play us and we always get a chance at these quad one wins against them. Um, and just kudos, really just kudos to them. I thought they I thought they were excellent.
1: Yeah, they did have a great game and you know, I think one of the other like kind of intangibles that factors into this and I need it I would love to see it change it's like, I want us to play with the chip on our shoulder always. We play so much better when we are gunning for something, when we are trying to claw our way up. And, you know, this whole season, the pressure of expectation has been on our backs and, you know, the fact that we're ranked and all of this. And, you know, I feel like this game's got to be a reality check. You know, there's a good chance we're not going to be ranked in the top 25 on Monday. And I want our guys to scrap back from that. And I think that's when we play our best basketball.
0: Yeah, I think he made a point that last night when we were when we were venting our frustrations to ourselves. It's that we're the little brother until we aren't, and we just
1: got to live it. We got to play like we're the little brother we, until we're at a Power Five conference and dominating. We just got to keep that mentality. There's
0: not a better comment. I mean, we we th- were much better in that situation with that chip on our shoulder. I mean, look how that 2019 2020 team was. That that group wasn't ranked even close to being ranked, and they just played with a chip on their shoulder all season. And got to that point, I think maybe having our backs against the wall now is going to bring out some fight in these guys. Um, if I was Kennesaw State, I'd be pretty concerned about Monday night. Yeah. I think they're in. They could be in for a real, uh, a real can coming their way uh, if these guys are feeling like their backs are against the wall.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Lastly, for for my thing, I'd like to see change is I I want us to get back to. Our defensive identity a little bit more there were some really good possessions last night on defense that we kind of looked like the aztecs of old Uh, but teams are picking on tramell there's no doubt about that i've been all over that since maui and even before like they pick on darian tramell and i think it's time if to make a change in the starting lineup to kind of get back to that defensive identity The length that we have on the court, you know, personally, I would start Micah Parrish. He could play that natural three spot where it's Lamont, Bradley, Parrish, Kashad, and Nathan. Uh, That gives us real length at the three spot. Instead of starting three guards, we would have Parrish, KJ, and Nate. Real length there. And then Trammell would be the sixth man microwave because I think that could be a role he'd be really good at. He comes in, just gets some shots up, hits some threes. You know him and they still stagger him and Lamont, but they are hunting him out on defense, and I think that's caused our our team to lose a little bit of their defensive identity. I mean, they're still they're still twenty they're twenty third in the country in defensive rating according to Ken Palm, so like they're still a good defense, but I, you know, it's not what it was last year for sure, and I think they should add some starting some length to the starting lineup to you know, bring some of that back. And I think Tremel could be really, really great, like coming off the bench in that six man microwave, Jordan Clarkson, Jamal Crawford kind of role. I think he'd be excellent at that.
1: Yeah, that's an interesting thought. And, you know, I think these guys just want to win. So hopefully if the coaches decide to shift some things that, you know, and it gets them clicking in a different way, it'll be all for the better.
0: Yeah. And I, I can't, I just want to go back to the thing you brought up they have to start playing to jaden with d strengths they just have to they they're not doing it they're straight up not doing it and it's really frustrating to see he's frustrated on the floor you can see it in his face um, there's definitely some subtweeting going on from people around him that i feel feel the same way and they got to start using him to his strengths because they're they're just sitting him in the post they're basically doubling him because they don't they don't even guard nathan or ag at the top of the key and They got to get him to doing what he does best and just letting him, you know, be that Yanni Watson. Let him be that chess piece that moves all over the queen that moves all over the board. And they're just they're just not doing it. I mean, I don't
1: if teams laid off him the way they lay off a G and Nate, they would be hurting from for that decision. And that's what I want to see happen.
0: It's just they're just, you know, Dutch's comment last night was was troubling. I I, look, I want to also just note, like, I love Dutch. I think he's a great coach. I think he's, you know, I think he's been awesome. I think he gets some pretty unfair criticism quite frankly. And, but last night was not good. I think there's, you know, they're not playing to their player strength. They're kind of trying to fit, you know, a round peg into a square hole kind of thing. And, you know, they need to start playing to these guys strengths and not, you know, just forcing Jaden to play on the block and not be effective down there and they gotta they gotta really look in the mirror and make some changes i i would really go back and look at that tape from 1920 that team matches up you know pretty well from a personnel standpoint there's no reason why they shouldn't be using Jaden ledee the same way they use yanni wetzel there's just no reason there's none at all
1: i'm holding out hope that it's gonna happen
0: okay so that's kind of you know our game notes uh, we just Do you want to touch on a couple other things before we get going here?
1: Yeah, you know, I think I was just paying attention yesterday to some of the other top 25 games that were going on. Um, There were some key losses, I think, um, you know, like several of the – aztec breakdown guys have said you know this was not a must win necessarily it would have been a great resume builder but there's some other uh top 25 teams that did lose Uh, number 17 illinois lost to penn state yesterday uh number 11 auburn lost to memphis and like i mentioned briefly before number 21 creighton lost to byu so those are three ranked teams losing to unranked opponents um You know, St. Mary's is good, so I think that stacks up kind of right in line with those. There was also um, Arizona took care of business at Indiana, which was a great game, but that's great for our resume, you know, that Arizona team building their own. Um, And then, you know, the number one team in the country lost last night. You know, Alabama looked great. Uh, That was a good game, but it's just kind of you know, to me, those types of things make me kind of take a beat and calm myself a little bit. Like we got a long season ahead and we got a lot of good work we can do uh, to build that resume towards March.
0: Yeah. I mean, the non-conference has not been ideal by any stretch of the imagination, but it hasn't been not it hasn't been ideal for a lot of teams. You know, the transfer portals really just changed the calculus on a lot of this stuff. I mean, these guys are able to retool with, uh, you know, veteran players with division one experience. And it's, it's showing all across the country and i don't think you know you know we've we've definitely suffered a little bit of that um you know seeing teams that are retooled themselves i mean look at like troy look at uc irvine like teams that completely retooled themselves well, even in the mount tuck- west
1: conference you know we have teams that are coming up undefeated and we're like who what what's happening yeah um, which is
0: which you know we were so reliant on the non-conference at the beginning of the year like oh my gosh the mountain west is going to suck um luckily for us because our non-conference has not been ideal uh there's some good there's some good wins out there potentially with you know with utah state you know an at boise game and
1: at new mexico at
0: unlv you know some potential stuff out there for us to get some good resume builders it's just look the the selection committee, the voters, all of that stuff, they they always, they always take the Mountain West with a grain of salt. And that's why the non-conference is really much more important to us because, yeah, we kind of beat up on each other in the Mountain West and get some good quad one wins, but they don't mean the same as if we would have held on against Arkansas. We would have come up with a better game against Arizona. Like that means so much more when you can show that, which makes the results that much more disappointing. But at least from a straight metrics perspective, uh, we have some good opportunities ahead.
1: Yep. Moving on. We'll be looking forward to the rest of the season. I just want to also make a quick shout out to the Aztec women's basketball team. Nine and two start to the season for the first time in 27 years. So, you know, if you're around and they have a home game, you know, hop into Viejas and check them out too. Yeah,
0: no, they've they've look great. Good on, good on Stacey Terry. Like That's a good group. They, they got someone from Notre Dame. I, she was on John Schaefer's halftime show, and I was very impressed by her. And I guess she had a huge game uh, within the last week. So if you're able to go support those uh, support them, go out and check out the Lady Aztecs. But anything else before before we get going here?
1: Yep, looking forward to the rest of the season. Show up to VA House on Monday.
0: Go Aztecs.